This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Just how concerned should you be about the Dallas Cowboys run defense? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are getting into uh, your guys' Twitter questions today. We've got a bunch of them. I want to run through as many as we can get through. Uh, first one from at Succulent Crumb. He wants to know. <laughs> Great name. It. Is, it's also Dak Prescott enthusiast is like his actual uh-huh. name on there. But he says, convince me that this defense will be able to stop the rushing attacks of the 49ers and the Eagles. It's my biggest concern this year. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to make that con- uh, a convincing argument, uh, especially after last week's game. Um, you know, look, I, I, I think – I, I think that the, the the 49ers and the Philadelphia run games are something that Dan Quinn must have spent the spent the, the offseason having nightmares about. Not so much the Arizona offense, right? Yeah. So I tend to think that they have, you know, uh, a lot more singular focus on trying to stop those run games. Um, obviously the car, they're going to like, those teams are going to look at what the Cardinals did and, and, and try to kind of replicate some of that stuff. And, you know, for some of the, the zone read stuff, that's not going to be very hard. I mean, frankly, if anything that, you know, that they kind of took those books out of the Philadelphia Eagles game, uh, game book and, you know, old zone read stuff, sure. obviously old football, but I, you know, look, I, I think the Cowboys defense, uh, had a bad, had a bad day. You know, there's no way around that. Um, I do think that they can, you know, they can stop the run uh, on a regular basis when called upon, you know, they just, they didn't do a good job. Now the the real problem here is that not very many teams have stopped the Philadelphia Eagles run game. Not very many teams overall have have stopped the 49ers run game. So it's not going to be just about uh, when you're playing the best teams in football, it's not going to be just about trying to stop the run. Like you, you have got to put pressure on their offense with your offense as well. It's got to be a a, a a complimentary game plan in order to beat the best teams in football. So you're you're not going to, you're just simply not going to shut down the the, the Eagles and 49ers run game. No. But maybe you could slow it down enough to make their their offense uh, dysfunctional enough that uh, it, it, they can't keep up with you scoring wise. That's 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 a more reasonable goal. Right is to use your defense, get enough out of your run defense early on, get enough out of your offense that you force them into 
you know, not being a balanced team, forced them into throwing the football more, which again, still isn't a great option when you're no. playing the 49ers and the Eagles, but it's still a, a, keeping them off balance and not allowing them to play with a neutral game script will help you stop the run. And I think that's ultimately about as good as you're going to do against those two teams. All right. So I want to dig into some of the issues that the Cowboys are having stopping the run. Sure. If you had to like place a percentage of the blame, either on coaching the defensive line or the defensive tackles, linebackers, whatever, who would you assign the most blame right now for their run-stopping woes? Well, I would say that, I mean, performance is is, is an issue right now. Like, I, I think that the problem that we've seen is, is guys, you know, uh, losing integrity on the edge, losing uh, leverage, uh, you know, playing with the wrong leverages, you know, and, and, and getting caught up inside in, in trash. And, and I also think it's, 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 you know, partially as well, teams taking advantage of an aggressive defense, trying to get upfield and, and using the kind of uh, 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 misleveled rush levels. Like, you know, the fact that you've got one player too far upfield and the others at the line of scrimmage, which creates space for, for running backs and quarterbacks to run through. Uh, to me, all of that is assignment based and you know technique based, and so you know you give like a seventy five percent player, twenty five percent coach thing there. I guess I mean that's um, that's kind of random numbers, but that's generally my thought process. Is yeah, the coaches have got to you know get that into them. I have a feeling the coaches have told them the correct uh, <laughs> techniques and leverages, and they you know. Dante Fowler decided to put his head down and run into the guard three yards behind the line of scrimmage instead of paying attention to what was going on past him in the, sure. the edge that he was supposed to defend. But so I would say that right now that that was a what we saw, especially since what we saw was uh, was you know on a play by play basis pretty good defense, but they allowed like six big plays. You know, yeah. so that to me seems like blown assignments for the most part, and and that's. Uh, you know, like I said, three quarters on the players more than the coaches. I, I will say, I thought the defensive tackles played poorly uh, on Sunday. I don't think they were necessarily as bad as what people were claiming. To no. me, it's the it's the second level defenders. The problem, I don't want to just say the linebackers because there's a lot of safeties that end up playing in the box, including J. Ron Curse and Donovan Wilson, who I thought really struggled. I've got a stat from you. Uh, this is from Aaron Schatz. He said, the Cowboys have problems with runs at the second level. They've stuffed twenty eight percent of running back carries for zero, uh, you know, for zero yards or a loss, which is fourth in the NFL. But on second level runs, they're twenty ninth in the NFL. Basically, runs between five and ten yards. And I, I think this plays out. It feels like once running backs get to the second level, whoever, whether it's Van Der Esch, Damone Clark, J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson, Marquise Bell, they're just having a hard time not letting three yard gains turn into eight yard gains. It's hard for me to blame a 200-pound linebacker for no, not being right. able to take on a 300-pound guard. And that's, that's why I guess I'm, I'm more blaming that on the defensive tackles is what sure. I'm but that's but that's one of the knocks that you have when you play all these safeties is you're going to have some lighter boxes in just terms of weight. But if you can make up for it in other, way, other areas, it's worth it. Yeah, and the way that you make up for it in other areas is – scoring more points so they have to throw the football more i mean look. yeah yes but at the same time the defense can't give up what what they give up 189 yards in the first quarter of this game like you can't do I, no oh no 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 absolutely not i mean look there, there certainly there certainly isn't uh uh you know anyone defending what what the defense did in the first half but i also think that 
you know, you can give up a lot of running yards and still win the game, or you sure. can give up er- running yards early uh, and still kind of get them into a, a, a game script that's more attuned for what your defense is supposed to be doing. Uh, this was look the the problem with complementary football is that it, there isn't one side to blame because you're supposed to be helping each other, and and this was a a, a perfect case of neither side helping each other and and so the run defense has to get better on a down by down basis but it isn't a fatal flaw at this point until they they cross that famous uh mccool Mosier line uh Mosier mccool line whatever we want to call it of and i don't think that they're they're there you know i don't think that their run defense is that bad but we're gonna find out though over the next month right oh they're they're gonna try us they're gonna test to see if it's there right yeah and and that's gonna be the thing It, it this comes back to what dan quinn said last i think it was last year where it's you know, it's basically you've got to earn the right to rush the passer, yep. right? Yep. And against the Cardinals, they just didn't have that. Now against the Jets, they did, right? They got an early lead. Uh, the defense shut down the running game. They got the Jets into really unfavorable situations. And you saw how that game went. I'm curious to see against New England this week. You've got the 49ers coming up. Was it next week? you got the Eagles, the Chargers. Like, we're going to find out really quickly how good or how bad this run defense is lane i want to ask you about a certain player that's maybe not holding up his end of the bargain when it comes to the run game we will get to that next this episode is brought to you by ebay motors our partners at ebay motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks picks all week long all week long uh and all season long whether you're prepping for a daily draft or you're scouting the waiver wire Each week, we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. It's an old friend. It's Calvin Ridley. Jacksonville Jaguar wide receiver Calvin Calvin Ridley has that classic rebound and revenge opportunity coming in London in week four as he'll face his former team, the Atlanta Falcons. Ridley has been pretty quiet over the last couple of weeks after exploding in week one. But I think the Jaguars are going to do a better job of scheming him open across the pond and making sure that his massive massive target volume from Trevor Lawrence will count big time once again. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusion supply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We are answering your Twitter questions today. Landon, let's get into this one from our good friend Gorn and every uh, every day or here in the Locked On Cowboys podcast. He wants to know, what are your thoughts on Damone Clark, linebacker, through the first three games? Well, it's been a pretty small sample size, to be honest. He didn't play a ton of snaps in the second game. In fact, I think he played like less than 20 or something like that. 17. Yeah. yeah. So, uh I will say that I think that he did not play a great game last week. Uh, and, you know, mo- <laughs> most defenders did not. No. Um, I think that it's he's still learning it. You know, he's still – look, 
I mean, again, we stressed this before. We've kind of forgotten to keep bringing it back up, but this is still kind of preseason for some of these guys, right? Like, so guys like Clark, who you're trying to get them to take another step, uh, they're they're kind of getting back into the use of the speed here again, and and so I'm not. His play has been bad. Let's let's let me put that out there. His play so far has not been good, um, and he needs to get better. I'm not hitting the panic button yet because I've seen him he's 23. perform. He's young. Yeah, he's 23, and, and I've seen him perform very well in, in, in training camp, and he was really flying around and, and, and producing in training camp. So I'm going to continue to give him a little bit more area to grow, but he is definitely – I mean, look, uh, not to sugarcoat it, he is definitely one of the, the, the main culprits here of, yeah. of, of the issues at the second level. I mean, I don't think that Leighton Vander Esch has played exceptional – no. But I think he's been solid for the most part. And and I think that where you've had issues is that other linebacker spot. And and, and Marquise Bell has been very good. I mean, I, I don't want to like, you know, take away from him or anything like that. And I I mean I but there are times when having a two hundred pound linebacker out there is a problem, you know, yeah. especially if you're playing your only real linebacker on the edge Which and they decide get. to pin and pull you on that. It's like so I, I think the cow I think this is multifaceted i think the Clark's still getting his feet underneath him i think the cowboys the defensive coordinators are still trying to figure out what is the best way to deploy their second level and yeah. how do you fit them with the gaps that the defenders are playing in front uh what do you do when you have a five-man surface versus a four-man surface and, and that sort of thing so i think the cowboys are still trying to work on that but they need Demone clark to play like the guy that we saw in preseason and in, well, not in preseason, but in training camp. Yeah. I mean, because they just don't have a lot of size at linebacker outside of him and Leighton Vanderush. They kind yeah. of need him to be, you know, a dude. And I, I've got three takeaways. Number one, I'm not overly concerned. It's for three games in, he missed all of training camp last year. In a lot of ways, this is still like his rookie year, just kind of a continuation from last year yeah. because he's, he's been banged up. The second is I think, I mean, if you're just being honest, he's probably been their worst starter right now. I, I'm trying to think who would, who would have been a worst starter. I'm thinking when I think about when I think about the two most disappointing players coming back from last year on defense right now, it's Damone Clark. On offense right now, it's Peyton Hendershot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The third thing is what because I was watching his tape this morning, kind of getting ready for the show. It, it's a bummer, but I think Demarvio Overshone would have played a lot over Damone Clark right now. And I think that injury was bigger than maybe we even thought at the time because I just think maybe Overshone is the guy that they drafted to be that weak side linebacker that can run sideline to sideline and make plays. Um, they, they they just don't – if Damone Clark doesn't work out or he's struggling, I don't know what the, the option is to bench him because somebody asked us about Devin Harper. I don't think you, you're benching Damone Clark for Devin Harper. And if you're getting run, I don't think you're playing Marquise Bell instead of Damone Clark. So I, I don't know I don't know what the solution is here. I, I hate to be a downer here, but obviously I think Overshone would have had the same problems. In probably, fact I, probably. I don't know what I don't know where you would have drawn a line between what Marquise Bell has done so far and what Overshone would have done so well, far. Well I mean Overshone's quite a bit bigger though. But not that much. That, no, that's but the he's thing, not you know? that much bigger. But but he's not much bigger than Devin Harper either. You no, know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah, not. that's the difference is that we need Damone Clark to play better because that, Damone Clark is yes. 245-pound, you know, freak of nature athlete. And beyond that, too, is faster than all those guys. So athletically, he's he is that guy. I, I don't think it's a matter – and I think the problem that we're having on the second level is 
getting off blocks. It's not it's not reading the play and, yeah. and pulling the trigger or coming downhill or not being able to get out to the corner. Well, fast and enough. that's my question is like, at what point do the Cowboys look at their linebacker room? Let's say they have the same issues this week. Do they feel like, Hey, we got to go call Anthony Barr, bring Anthony Barr back to help our run defense or get whatever linebacker. Like, do you think we're almost in that stage right now where they've got to bring somebody else in? I mean, again, this is coaching problems, right? When you do that, you lose the ability to get to the outside because you suddenly drain your, uh, you have one less very athletic defender. It's, you know, it's, it's pick your poison in some ways, right? It's like, would you rather, uh, you know, take the death of, by, by getting blockers up to the second level and be not being able to get off the blocks as often as you'd like, or would you rather take the, the, the shots, because you have an old linebacker who can't hoof it out to the to the uh, the edge in time, uh, and you got people beating you out on the outside. I I think that th- this is a situation where if the Cowboys can clean up things a little bit, they're going to get better performance inside. Um, I think if we overreact and go out, I, I, I don't think oh, I don't think signing a linebacker is overreacting. But I think if your the the thought process is we only go out and get some big thumper because right now we're struggling to get off blocks is uh, it's changing strategies uh, when things didn't work. You know, the first time you get punched in the face, like I think you should trust your defense a little bit more, trust your coaches to make the adjustments. This is me speaking to the Cowboys, not the fandom, right? They need to trust their coaches can make these adjustments and give them an opportunity to. And if it look, if it's not happening after another week or two, then maybe you need to talk about going out and, and getting personnel. But I, I think trying to overreact to this in personnel is like trying to overreact to the play calling because you ha- lost your three offensive linemen. And it, there's definitely a way to overreact and cause yeah. more problems as opposed to taking this for what it is, making adjustments and hoping it's better next week. And if you don't trust your linebackers, another way to potentially help the run game a little bit is trust your corners a little bit more. Bring a safety down, helping in the box, or you know, maybe try to load up the box a little bit more. Maybe play more three linebackers if you want to play Damone Clark, Leighton Vander Esch, and pick one, Marquis Bell, or or more five man fronts, or more five man fronts, more, right? more like bigger maybe, defensive tackles. Like you know, like honestly, play like, some three four. Like you could play, you could play Parsons as a stand up, uh, you know, off the ball line. No, sorry, like an edge guy, right? You could play Demarcus. Uh, Lawrence as an edge and just have three interior defensive linemen like Osa, Golston, Hankins. Well, and I think that would help as, as well. And I have to say, like, I showered Osa with praise in the first two games, but this was this was a bad he game didn't play for Osa game. as well. No. And, and, and it was and it was a, a, a problem of his own success. He was getting up field too much, and he was one of the part of those guys that was opening up lanes behind him because his rush levels were inconsistent with the rest of the line. I, I won't be surprised if the answer this week is you see just more five-man fronts, right? And yeah. you have Van Der Esch and Damone Clark behind it just trying to cover everything up. Maybe they play some you know more big nickel. Um, but just getting more bodies on the line of scrimmage, I think, will help quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's talk about Bill Belichick. He actually spoke glowingly about the Cowboys today in his press conference. Basically, went through the entire roster, which only Bill Belichick can do. Only Bill. Yeah, only Bill. Uh, I want to talk about what he might try to take away from the Cowboys' offense next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use 
and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you make sure that you have the medication in hand at your home. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluations to licensed uh, pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code Locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, that is J Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. All right, Landon, our final question here is a really good one from Scott. He says, Bill Belichick likes mm. to take away the thing that his opponents do the best. What will he try to take away from the Cowboys? Last time the Cowboys played New England, it was in October of 2021. And the lasting image as the Cowboys walked off the field in New England was CeeDee Lamb waving goodbye yep. to the New England Patriots as he takes Jaylen the Mills, game-winning touchdown. That's right. As he takes the game-winning touchdown in. Uh, Jalen did not appreciate that, by the way. No. Uh, and But I did. I, I thought it was great. Um, I tend to think that, that you know, in that game, uh, uh, CD had nine catches for like 150 yards and two touchdowns. I think based on what we've seen so far uh, early in the season and, and based on, on what is, you know, the uh, the simplest task to do that would that would cause the most kind of left handed playing, excuse the, the term. Uh, is taking C.D. Lamb away. You know, finding a way to bracket him in the slot, finding a way to uh, uh, prevent him from getting uh, uh, deep on the uh, down the field, uh, with or at least alone. Uh, I think you know we've seen that when Dak needs a big play or when Dak needs uh, uh, to move the ball uh, down the field or it's a, th- a third and long, C.D. Lamb has still been the consistent target and taking the majority share of those targets. So. I think if I'm Bill, I'm probably trying to force Dak to go away from CeeDee Lamb, uh, you know, and and and, and go to uh, a, a wide receiver core and a tight end core that has so far been up and down. We saw Michael Gallup have a really great game last week. Uh, he, he was one of the few bright spots, uh, but we really haven't seen Cook take off yet. We've seen Ferguson play pretty well, but he's had some drops at times, so there's some consistency issues as it stands right now. I'm watching all that tape and I'm saying CD lamb's the thing that's going to cut us. If we, if we don't do anything about it, I'll, I'll make Dak try to work with everybody else to try to score. I think that's very possible that he does that. Now I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for them to do that this week because their slot cornerback, Marcus Jones is on the injured reserve list uh, with a shoulder injury. Jack Jones, one of their outside corners is out uh, with a hamstring injury. He won't play this week. And that leaves Christian Gonzalez as their top corner, who has been excellent so far this year. Excellent. Excellent. But he, I think he, I saw the numbers today, only like 17 uh, slot snaps. I, I don't know if Bill Belichick is going to let Christian Gonzalez follow him no. in the slot. We'll see. Can I put something in real quick? But this is what Bill does. Bill doesn't take his best corner to, to brackets. Bill takes his second corner to put them on there and then brackets it with the safety and then puts his best corner on their second best. The, the problem is that their second best corner is probably miles Bryant, who is oh, God. small and not big. Yeah. The Washington not, kid, right? Yeah. The Washington kid. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah, yeah. that's, and oh, yeah. that's their slot corner right now. So I Even don't know. So to put a safety on top, like, you know, I would just, 
I would be punching C.D. Lamb in the face every single time he tried to yes. run around if I was New England. I, I, they're gonna they're gonna double C.D. a lot. I, I've got no doubt about that. For me, yeah. what I think they're going to do, if I had to guess, I think they're gonna dare Dak to throw the ball down the field. Oh, what I've seen New England do at least early on in the season is basically just load up the box play cover one or cover zero doesn't necessarily mean they're blitzing, but just having a lot of guys, you know, within seven to eight yards of the line of scrimmage. And they're going to force you to throw the ball either into a tight window and then get tackled right away. Or you're going to have to throw 50, 50 balls down the field and have Dak stand in the pocket. They've got some really good edge rushers, including Matt Judon, Josh Uche, who I think has mm, six Uche pressures in like 12 straight games. I'm pretty sure Uche is the leader in the clubhouse in the NFL for win percentage. Right yeah, I mean, he's ridiculous. Too. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, especially if the Cowboys have you know a couple offensive linemen out, if they just try to let their pass rush win and dare Dallas to throw the ball down the field one-on-one to Michael Gallup to convert on third and medium and third and long. Yeah, I mean, I think you know both of those sound like strategies. I think I like the idea of a dragon slayer defense, right? Like the dragon being slant flats, and and they're trying to take it away. Just Uh, basically having safety sit right where you're going to throw a slant, and you know you're going to have to try to figure out something else. Keep throwing it to the flat, or buy time in the pocket and try to make plays after the you know you know after the the play is basically over. I think if Dallas can play, like, look, we'll see what the offensive line situation is. But if Dallas gets two of these three guys back, I think that's a that's a winning game plan for the Cowboys because Dak is so good against the blitz. And and uh, you know, last two years ago when they played New England, they tried to come after him too. And 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 Dak, you know, I think we mentioned CD's day. But I'm pretty sure Dak ended up with almost 450 yards yeah. passing that yep. day. So. I, I, I do agree that that is the way I would see. I would test out those waters for sure because that is, you know, when we've seen this offense get stagnant, it's when they are under pressure and they don't have answers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do wonder if we haven't seen teams try that yet this year as far as like true cover, like a bunch of cover zero, even with Wink Martindale, like they 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 didn't, they came after him a lot, but it was he was they were being they were paying for it so quickly that they it just was, had better corners than what the Giants have, which makes me wonder a little bit like if it's Christian Gonzalez against Michael Gallup one on one, is that an advantageous matchup for Dallas? I don't know. I think it's a tough matchup for That's, for ever yeah. for I think it's a fifty fifty matchup. My question is who's covering Brandon Cooks? Like <laughs> Probably Jonathan Jones, which I get that's a that that's the one the Cowboys will have to exploit. Maybe that's who Christian Gonzalez will cover because he's got more speed and quickness. But uh, it'll be interesting. It's always it's always fun to watch to see how how Bill Belichick views your offense and what yeah. he deems as the most important part. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be fascinated. It's like by a this king. It's like that. a kingmaker aspect to it, right? Yeah. It's like it, it really does like kind of anoint your best player. Like, yes. Oh, you have been, Belichick has deemed you the threat, and now yes. you are uh, wear this crown of shame during play, when you play New England. Don't sleep on this New England defense. They held Philadelphia oh, no. to I think was it 17 points because they got a defensive score. Mm-hmm. Uh, they held the the Dolphins to held the Dolphins to 24 points. They did get a turnover. We saw what the Dolphins did the following week, scoring 70. And then they held Zach Wilson and the Jets to 10 points. So this is a very, very good defense. And if the Cowboys can make some hay uh, uh, against this group, they're going to be just fine. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. On tomorrow's show, we've got a crossover show with Mike DeBate uh, from Lockdown Patriots. So make sure you guys tune in for that. We are free and available on all platforms. Go check out our show on YouTube, 
Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.